Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. I called you before you were born. Well, that explains something as I thought about it later on. You see, that's the reason that I always, as far back as I can remember, always was conscious of that inward conviction or calling. Always, it's just as much a part of me as, as my ears are a part of my head, or my hand is a part of my body. That, that, that would, that's just as much a part of me as any part of my being. And always was. And that's the reason, is because that calling was there. I called you, he said. That's the way he began his conversation with me before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. He said to me, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this hour. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue this series, The Gifts and Callings of God by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's classic message. I didn't even open my eyes or look, just kept praying. I don't like to be disturbed while I'm praying. So I never opened my eyes and never looked up. To tell you the real truth about it, the thought flashed through my mind, somebody's playing tricks on us. Because again, to me, that was an audible voice. I thought everybody heard it. I asked him later, and the pastor said he didn't hear it, and no one else heard it. But the fourth time, the voice said, come up hither, come up to the throne of God. And when I heard that, I opened my eyes, lifted up my head, opened my eyes to look to see who's doing the talking and who they're talking to. I didn't realize anyone was speaking to me. When I opened my physical eyes, just as open as they are now, God allowed me to see into the spirit realm. You know, the spirit world is just as real as this world is. In fact, it's more real than this world is. That world was there first. Amen. I didn't see. I had my physical eyes wide open. You see, this was an open vision. I don't know whether you know it or not. I don't have time to go into it now. Maybe I can later. But there are three types of revelations and there are three types of visions. One type of vision is an open vision where with your eyes wide open, you see. Others are in the spirit. You fall into a trance, for instance. Your physical senses are suspended. Others are spiritual vision. Your eyes are shut. Now then, my eyes were open. I saw standing. I didn't see the tent. It was gone as far as I was concerned. I didn't see one single tent pole. I didn't see the pianist sitting over to one side. And that church, that tent was full of, of folding chairs. I didn't see one folding chair. And yet my physical eyes were wide open. I didn't see the altar before the platform, nor, nor the people kneeling around it, praying, nor did I hear them. And yet all of them were praying at once, you know. I saw, standing about where the top of the tent should be, I suppose about as high as that ceiling is, something like that, I saw Jesus standing there. And I had a sensation of going right up there and standing before him. And when I did, he said, let us go up to the throne of God. And we went up and stood before the throne of God. And he pointed that right finger to me just like that and said, 
I called you before you were born. Well, that explains something as I thought about it later on. You see, that's the reason that I always, as far back as I can remember, always was conscious of that inward conviction or calling. Always. It's just as much a part of me as, as my ears are a part of my head or my hand is a part of my body. That, that, that would, that's just as much a part of me as any part of my being. And always was. And that's the reason. is because that calling was there. I called you, he said. That's the way he began his conversation with me before you were born. I separated you from your mother's womb. He said to me, Satan tried to destroy your life before you were born many times since then. But my angels have watched over you and cared for you until this hour. Then he talked to me about when I entered into the first phase of my ministry. And here's something that's important, and I want to stop for a moment to get something over. When I entered into the first phase of my ministry, he said, when you left the last church you pastored, and I had been pastoring in three years of my or 12 years of pastoring, I've been in the ministry 15 years. Now get this, I'd been in the ministry full time, 15 years, almost 12 years pastoral, three years evangelistic on the field, field ministry. Yet he said, when you left your last church you pastored, you at that time entered into the first phase of your ministry. Now you think about that. Be in the ministry 15 years and never even get in the first phase of what God had for me. Then Jesus said something else to me. He said, many ministers live and die and never even get into the first phase of the ministry that I have for them. You see, a lot of times we have the calling. We feel that. We sense that. We know that on the inside of us. And we just to go out to do things that others have done or others are doing without waiting on God long enough to find out what did he call me to do. See? And I thought, you know, up till then, well, it's just, you either got to be a pastor or evangelist, you see, and so I'd been both of them, and yet by doing both of them, I never had got into the first phase of my ministry. Many ministers, he said, live and die, and never even get into the first phase of the ministry, or what I call them to do. Then he said to me, that's the reason that many ministers die prematurely. Never they live their full life out. Oh, we're going, to go, we're going home sometime. Don't misunderstand. We know that. But he said, you see, if you're not in the perfect will of God, then you're only in the permissive will of God. And when you're in the permissive will of God, you're where Satan can get at you or get to you. You don't have that hedge of protection around about you. Can you see that? And so he said, that's the reason many times and oftentimes some ministers have died way before the time. They never, they lived and died and never did even get into the first phase of what I had for them. Well, I'll tell you, it's just so much better to get over into the perfect will of God that I never want to be anywhere else except there. Are you listening to me? Amen. And so the Lord said, at that time, you entered into the first phase of your ministry. Then he spoke to me about the time when I entered into the second phase of my ministry. 
And then the Lord said to me, it is now time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. Now, see, I took a broad enough text where I couldn't, I'm bound to stay on track, you see. Calling, gifts, offices, and now that fourth word, ministry. Our ministry, let us wait on our ministering. See? Amen. Now he said it's time for you to enter into the third phase of your ministry. And the Lord held his hands out like that toward me. And he said to me, stretch forth thine hands. And I stretched my hands out like that in front of me. And he took the finger of his right hand and he laid that finger in the palm of my right hand. And he took the same finger and laid it in the palm of my left hand. And then he said, kneel down before me. And I got on my knees. And I've always said he laid his right hand on my head, and I just really supposed that because I had my eyes shut on my knees. I felt him lay a hand on my head. I just supposed it was his right hand. But I felt the hand on my head at least. And I heard him say these words, I have called thee. Now there's a word calling again. And have anointed thee. Whatever he calls you to do, he'll anoint you to do it. Whatever he calls you to do, he will equip you to do it. Now, that doesn't mean you, you don't need to study. That doesn't mean you don't need to prepare yourself in many ways. But the ability to do it, he furnishes. There are some people that either haven't been called or else they're hopelessly unfaithful, one of the two. Because whatever he called you to do, he will equip you to do it. Now, he said, I have called thee and have anointed thee and have given unto thee a special anointing to minister to the sick. Well, I knew immediately what that was then that I felt in my hands. It was what he said it was, a special anointing of healing power or healing virtue to minister to the sick. Of course, this isn't the only way to minister. We'll be talking about different methods of ministering healing during the crusade. But this is one method, and it's scriptural, it's, it's biblical. Then he said to me, stand up right on thy feet, and I stood up on my feet. And he said to me again as he pointed his right finger at me, just like that. Now, he said, you tell the people exactly what I've told you, or else it won't work. That is, he said, you tell the people that you saw me. You tell them that I appeared unto you. You tell them that I spoke to you. You tell them I laid the finger of my right hand in the palm of each one of your hands. You tell them the healing anointing is in your hands. And I believe the Lord has a sense of humor about it. I know he does. You are bound to know that yourself. He made all of us. You couldn't hardly look in the mirror without knowing that. He had a sense of humor. Amen. He said to me, you tell them that I laid the finger in my right hand in the palms of each one of your hands. Tell them the healing anointing is in your hands, not in your head. I never told you to lay your head on anybody. That's what he said to me. Not in your feet. I never told you to lay your feet on anybody. The Bible talks about laying on of hands, doesn't it? Now he said, you tell them also that I told you to tell them if they'll believe that, that is, believe you're anointed. 
and will receive that anointing. Then that power will flow from your hands into their body and will drive out their sickness or their disease or will effect a healing or a cure in them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Call now to get this month's special offer, The Destiny Package, featuring the books, I Cannot Be Defeated and I Will Not Quit, and How to Fulfill Your Divine Destiny, both by Ken Hagan. Plus, The Gifts and Callings of God, three CDs by Kenneth E. Hagan. All three resources for just $34.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Get this powerful destiny package today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. You can watch the Rhema Praise video, their podcast there. The radio is there on a podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, all kinds of these uh, Rhema Praise programs services. Are, are archived. Our mm-hmm. church services are archived there. You can so, watch us on Roku. Yeah, or you can join yeah. us live. On the internet, every Sunday at 10 a.m., 7 p.m. on Sunday night and 7 p.m. on Wednesday night. You can get these. Just go to rhema.org slash media. That's right. And they're all everything about us. If you live in the Tulsa, Oklahoma or Oklahoma City areas, then there's a Rhema Bible Church near you. Visit rhemabiblechurch.com for details and service times. Remember, you can watch our services live each week online, streaming at rhema.tv. That's rhema.tv. Join us this week. Visit rhema.tv now to see when our next live event is happening. Tomorrow on Rhema for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, The Gifts and Callings of God. Thanks for listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.